Ortiz fights it off center field. Damon running to the plate, and he can keep on running to New York. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. I can't circle. I don't have my telestrator today, but why? here comes a pizza. See it? <laughs> This is our fucking city, and nobody gonna dictate our city. Stay strong. All right, welcome back to the Name Redacted Podcast, America's most beloved podcast, the most downloaded Red Sox podcast on the internet. Uh, it is 12.38 a.m. Tyler has to be up at 4 a.m. so he can go to work. Uh, I, I said, go to bed. I said, I can, I can do this. Me and Jake got this. And Tyler was like, nope, fuck it. We're doing it. We're doing it live for this team. Uh, I thought I thought that I was making personal sacrifices because uh, I don't know if you saw my tweet about the air conditioner uh, last week. Um, last week it was hot, so I put my AC on sixty two, which is pretty cold, and uh, it was only hot for like a couple of days. But the Red Sox kept winning, so I just kept my AC on sixty two, and it's been fucking. I mean, it's not been like cold, but it hasn't been warm either. So I'm just watching these games freezing my nuts off. Uh, but that's what we do for the team. And I thought that that sacrifice was was a big one. Tyler is is sacrificing uh, several hours. Well, not several hours, but well, I mean, for watching the game, plus the podcast, sacrificing several hours of sleep. Uh, <clears throat> so first of all, thank you for your for your service, Tyler. Of course. You know, as long as I can uh, sit here and watch Trevor Story basically, you know, make history. On a regular basis, and this mm-hmm. lineup continues to mash. I'm, I'm happy to sacrifice and shorten my lifespan in whatever ways I need to. Absolutely, uh, we've all been there. If you're listening to this podcast, first of all, if you've been listening to every episode, thank you. That means that you hung in through the tough times, and and you get to uh, celebrate with us during the good times. Uh, we're not going to say it. Uh, there is one dumb, stupid son of a bitch on the internet that did say it during the game and Matt Barnes proceeded to walk four straight batters after that. Uh, I'm not saying his name. I'm not saying his name. I think you know who he is, um, but he's, he's a selfish piece of shit for, for tweeting it. And I, he got absolutely roasted, absolutely roasted on the internet for saying it. I just want to say thank you, Jared, for being the one bold enough, strong enough to speak up on the internet. You know, mm-hmm. I, not many people I think would have the courage in that spot to do it. And, you know, you kind of jumped out immediately, and I think you almost saw what was going to happen the minute it was said. Right. I think I honestly, <clears throat> I think my tweet telling this individual to quote "shut the fuck up" was my most engaged with tweet of the night. Um, so a lot of people feel very strongly about June twenty eighth, as you should. Um, you know, a lot of people have been trying trying to get me to say it. Won't say it on Baseball Is Dead earlier today. They tried to frame me. Uh, I said the Red Sox are back at Fenway this weekend <clears throat> to play a five-game set against the Baltimore Orioles, which we'll talk about in the stop and shop look ahead. Uh, I did not say I did not say it. I just said the Red Sox are back at Fenway this weekend. Uh, it's a homestand, a five-game set, which is weird. But before we can look ahead, we've we've got to talk about this fucking White Sox series here. This is a series that. Uh, uh, you know, the, the, the Yankees had just lost two games in one day to this team. You want to say the White Sox don't have their shit together this year. They had just beaten the best team in baseball record wise to twice in one day coming into this series. You know what the Red Sox did? They dropped 16 runs on their asses twice, two times. 
And that middle game, by the way, the Red Sox should have won that game too. How many fucking hits did they have? Like 10? And they walked seven times on top of it. Yeah. They had traffic all night long. All night long. They just couldn't get the big, <clears throat> the big hit. Um, but we're not going to focus on the negative here. You have Kike Hernandez, one of the guys that we've kind of singled out as you need to get your shit together. Because when Kike goes, that, that's good for this Red Sox offense. You have Xander Bogarts, Rafael Devers, J.D. Martinez. And I think it's an, it's, it's an understatement to say that they've been good all year. They've been great all year. Those three guys have been great all year. J.D. Martinez, another three-hit game. Uh, he's hitting three eight. Well, he, he, uh, he, he flew out against fucking Harrison in the ninth. He, the only dude that could get him out was a position player. Uh, so he, his average might have dropped, I would guess, to like, what, 379? Uh, just, just 380, Jared. Just 380. Okay. So he's hitting 380 after flying out against a position player in the ninth inning. Um, but out prior to that bat was hitting 383, which leads the majors by a comfortable margin. Um, Rafael Devers hit the hardest hit ball of the season in the series finale. Trevor Story hit another home run in this game. That is seven home runs in his last seven games and 22 RBI. 22 RBI in his last seven games. And correct me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong about this. I want to say he has more runs batted in than Aaron Judge. I believe you are 100% right about that. Yeah, I feel like that's... Yes, Trevor Story. <laughs> Trevor Story, after driving in 22 runs in his last seven games, uh, has more runs batted in than Aaron Judge and is third in the majors. <laughs> what more do you need to know? Trevor Story is third in the majors in runs batted in with 37. You have Jose Ramirez with 43, Pete Alonso with 41, and then Trevor Story with 37. Uh, Rafael Devers leads the majors in hits with 62. Um, you know, I like this team. <laughs> I like where we're at. I like, you know, the vibes are high. Uh, everything's positive right now. And again, if they won the first two and they lose the last one, then, you know, it, we're talking about something. Maybe, you know, we're still still talking about a series win, but it's just for podcasting purposes, it's so important to win that last game. You come in, everyone's feeling good. We're talking about the vibes being high. We're talking about, uh, let me pull up the list right now. Because if you don't, uh, number one, this is fun. I'm having fun. You having fun, Jake? Having an absolute blast. You're having a fucking awesome time. Tyler, you having fun? I'm going bonkers right now. Yeah. Number two, we like where the team's at. Uh, we can talk about the offense being great. I love, love where that's at. Uh, Walker wasn't great, whatever. Maybe he was out there for a little bit too long. Uh, you can talk about the Matty Barnes, whatever, but like, it doesn't matter. The bullpen, and I said this, I said this after the game. Uh, I'm throwing that Matt Barnes bullpen appearance out. It's different when you're in a tight game, when the game's on the line. The last couple times, oh, I mean, Matt Barnes saved a game and he had a scoreless seventh against the Houston Astros. When, when Matt Barnes has been deployed in a game where you've actually needed him to be shut down, he's been shut down. You go out there and it's fucking, you're up by 20 runs. It's just, a, it's a different mindset. I mean, that's, I think it's more mental with him than we've got to fix his mechanics or, you know, it's something wrong with his fastball velocity. No, I, I just think he was in his head a little bit. So I like where the team's at. Number three, the vibes are positive. Kevin Pawecki hitting a home run in the ninth inning. Could you have higher vibes with the, the inventor of, of the, bolt, uh, the 
home run cart, getting Absol- a ride in in the home run cart absolutely. to finish the series. Yeah, absolutely broke the MLB app. Just about every app that was following the game thought it was Trevor Story going deep once again. So yeah, I saw that Kevin Pawecki mastering his Trevor Story impression. Yeah, I saw I saw a former podcast that I was on uh, tweeted out that Trevor Story hit the home run as well. L uh, quick, yeah, that's an L. Watch the game. Watch the game. Uh, number four, playing good ball. Red Sox playing good ball right now, playing sound baseball. It's not just about the offense. They're not winning these games 16 to 12. Uh, they're playing good ball. They're playing. I, the, the defense has been great. Um, I, I'm going to throw this take out there because I don't think it's going to happen. I, don't, I mean, there's going to be different guys in the mix along the way. But if Bobby Dahlbeck played a full season at first base, I think he wins a gold glove. Bold. I think he does. I think he's a lot better than people want to give him credit for, considering what people saw last year. Um, I still think sometimes you see he's thinking through things a little bit too much out there, but much better than people want to give him credit. He's above average defensively. Number five, feeling good. Alex Verdugo. I said this. You get Verdugo going. That lineup, it gets lengthy because Kike's hitting leadoff bombs. Devers, Bogarts, JD, you don't got to worry about them. Trevor Story is the hottest hitter on planet Earth. Then you throw in Verdugo with a four-hit game, and they're not just like little dinky doos. Like he's driving balls to the wall, he's stinging them. I think Red Sox stats had the had the tweet about all the exit velocity and all of his hits. He hit the shit out of the ball tonight. Four hits, a guy. I'll who, take it. Yeah, a guy who's been one of the most unlucky hitters in all of baseball. I think it was like a two twenty-one BABIP. It was like the seventh lowest, seventh unluckiest in all of baseball. And if you look at the slugging and the expected slugging, he has the biggest gap of any hitter in all of baseball. So guess what? Some of those balls are hitting the damn wall now. We're not getting mm-hmm. these warning track flyouts. Alex Verdugo, 290 career hitter coming into this year. Trust yeah. me, that guy's still there. He's coming back. He's coming back. And that's why spirits are high. Because you got Kike leading off both games with a leadoff homer. That's how you get the spirits high. You get Verdugo contributing. Even Bob. Bob had an RBI knock. Christian Arroyo had an RBI knock. Speaking of Christians, Christian Vasquez is in the fucking hunt for 300 right now. Uh, can, I, can I apologize? For? I, you know, I think I was very critical of Christian Vasquez about probably a month ago, roughly. I think it was deserved at the time. Yeah. Th- this is the best Christian Vasquez has looked, I think, since 2020. Ooh. Sh- uh, seriously, he's shooting the ball. We're, we're talking, he's almost hitting 280. Like, this Christian Vasquez, this is a Christian Vasquez has been well below league average offensively for some time. Seeing him shoot the ball the other way again, wow, that goes mm-hmm. a long way for this team. It's just sure does. You go down the order. Who's an easy out? Mm. The closest thing you have is Bob, and he's only out there against lefties right now. Yeah, he's still working through it. We understand, but Franchi's out there, you know, against righties most of the time. Nobody's making life easy for you. Yeah, it, like that kind of stuff. And we're going to a series against a lot of pitchers, a lot of pitching staffs that. You know, they're going to get hit around. You, whether you want to say what you want to about the Mariners, they have a good, you know, young pitching staff. You faced a Robbie Ray. You faced a Logan Gilbert, a young George Kirby. Like, great arms. You go to this series. You know, Dylan Cease led the MLB in strikeouts going into that start. Yeah. Didn't have a problem with him. Cy Young Dark Horse. There you are. And Lucas Giolito, good at bats. You looked good out there. You just didn't cash in on that big swing. Yeah, there was traffic. There is a lot of traffic against Giolito and, and the White Sox relievers. They got a great bullpen, too. Um, uh, I think with Bob, I think what happens is when you're a younger guy 
you're not established in the league and you're struggling that in today's game there, especially after last year, the second half where he was so good. So everyone has seen the potential and they know what he's capable of that when, when people have seen it and they know that it exists and they know that it's in there and you're struggling, they want to bring it back out. And that's when you get a bunch of different coaches are in your ear and you got the analytics guys. Let me show you this video. If you do this with your swing and look at this and look at that and do this, but think of this. I mean, that fucks with you. Um, So I'm hoping that Bob kind of just goes back to his roots and sticks with what got him to the big leagues in the first place. Um, Whatever that approach may be, uh, I haven't, I haven't talked to him about like, what does that mean? Like, what does it mean for you to just, do what got you there. What does that mean? I'd love to ask him about that. <clears throat> maybe, maybe when he gets hot, we can get him on the podcast and we can talk to him about it. Um, but encouraging that he, uh, that he had that RBI knock. Same thing with Christian Arroyo. I know that it's, it's been difficult for him too because all offseason, I'm sure Christian Arroyo was sitting there being like, fuck, man, like, I'm going to be the starting second baseman for the Boston Red Sox. And then March rolls around. It's like, oh, shit, they signed Trevor Story. And now you go from starting second baseman of the Boston Red Sox to uh, I don't know when I'm going to get in that bat. And I know that Cora is a very good manager in terms of communication, in terms of like, hey, be ready in this situation if this situation comes up or, hey, you're going to start tomorrow. Like he, He's good about that, where John Farrell was not. Uh, and we've talked to different guys. Like I think uh, in 2019, we had uh, Eduardo Nunez on the podcast and I asked him. Because I was like, you played for John Farrell with the Boston Red Sox. You played for Alex Cora with the Boston Red Sox. What was the biggest difference? And I asked that question to a lot of guys that played for both. And they all said the same thing, communication. So at least from that perspective, it's not an absolute nightmare. But at the same time, you know, you're Christian Arroyo and you, you think you have the starting job. And next thing you know, I, I don't know when my next AB is coming. I don't know when I'm going to be getting in there. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be asked to play fucking right field today when I've never played outfield professionally in my entire life. Um, but anyway, spirits are high. Number seven, we like this team. We like this team. I mean, this is, this is a team that uh, is built to win prior to contrary belief, prior to what you saw in the month of April. Oh, we yeah. like this team. You mean the people who wanted to come out and tell you the Red Sox were dead in the last week you've seen the columns? John Tomasi declared the season dead when Chris Sale went down. Jason Mastronado, who wanted to go and say these things. Mark Bertrand Beetle, who called Ooh. the team dead last week. It goes down the list. Matt McCarthy claiming for Bloom to be fired last week. He did say that. Word for word. Yeah. There's a lot of clownery going on. It's people who want to go and hit that panic button again and again and again. And listen, yeah. we're not going to say it. No, nope. we're not going to say it. Nobody here is going to say it, but do we know no. it? We I think know. we all know it at it, this point. It's clear. We've known it for some time. Yeah, we've known it for, for a little while now. But we're not backpedaling. No. Because guess what? Jake, we didn't back out. We never backed out. We never backed down. Uh, Jake, were you aware of it? I knew it. I mean, obviously, I wasn't going to say it, but I right. we've all been pretty aware of it. Yeah. I think it's been hovering in the room for a little bit now. And it's something that we'd love to be able to address. Maybe, maybe we will address it at some point, but I think that that day is going to be June 28th. I've already seen people in my mentions saying that, that, that they took the day off of work. <laughs> I've seen people say, I've already taken June 28th off from work so that I can say it and just have the whole day to be able to say it. Um, 
I mean, I support that 100%. If, if that's a day that you don't feel comfortable going into the office, or maybe you work from home and you're just like, you know what? I'm not really trying to work from home today. Take the day, dude. I mean, you, you've got a month to figure it out. Um, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people in the mentions tonight were, were trying to say it or that they just were, were thinking of ways to avoid saying it. Uh, so when, when we complete the list, I, I'd love to be able to kind of brainstorm different, different ways that we could maybe help these people out that, that want to say it, but obviously shouldn't say it. So what else can they do in, in place of that? Uh, number eight, in AC, we trust. I mean, shit. The dude shaved his beard on May 10th. The Red Sox are 11 and four since he shaved his beard. He never wavered. This was a man that when things looked horrible in the month of April, he was never, he never looked discouraged. He never said the season was over. I mean, not that any manager would in that position, but Alex never. And that's why he's a great manager too, is because I'm sure that there are some guys teammates, managers, coaches, that you can say one thing like, hey, guys, we still got this. But if you don't believe it, it doesn't matter what you say. Your body language says everything. And then the players believe it too. And then people start to shut it down. I don't think Alex Cora ever gave that energy for one second. No. And I think the best part about Alex Cora is even after a night like tonight, like you see him post game, it's the same reaction either way. It's yeah. He's told you since, you know, opening day, these guys are going to hit. I know they're going to get hit. And we saw it last year in the final two months of the season when whether it was COVID, struggles, everything falling apart on them, people were just like, why is he the same guy? What? Where is the fiery? Where is the snapping? No, Alex Kaur is that steady force. He is that steady hand. No matter how much the boat rocks, he ain't falling off. He's going to stay there. And there's guys who go out there, like you said, Jared, and will say the right stuff, but you can see it on their face. You can see it in the body language. Jace Tingler was one of those guys last year who, you know, often said just about the right thing, but you could read it. it. The guys didn't feel it. There wasn't that calming effect. This Red Sox team, this veteran group, they've bought into Alex Cora. They never lost faith in who they were. They just, hey, back to work, spending hours. Cora saying this team has worked harder on hitting than any team he's ever been a part of. Mm-hmm. Think about that. That 2018 team, the talent on that team, 2021, everything to prove all that, this is the Red Sox team he's seen work the hardest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember, I forget what month it was, but it was in 2019. And I never would miss like a weekend series ever. And I think Dallas and I went to Baltimore just to interview John Means and Trey Mancini. And they put it on the table like, hey, you can get Means, you can get Mancini. I think they were playing the Astros. And I was like, well, I don't want to miss a weekend series at Fenway. But I mean, like, they kind of suck right now. So, all right, let's take the interviews because I, w- I wanted to talk to Means. I wanted to talk to Mancini. Um, and then I, I posted the picture that we were in Baltimore on my Instagram story. And I remember one of the players on the team like responded to it and he was like, damn, it's that bad, huh? Like that you didn't come like you're in Baltimore instead of here. So I think guys, guys know when it's bad, like guys know when it's curtains and from being around them, I've, I've been in every weekend series. I mean, there haven't been many homestands uh, for weekends really just yet. I think maybe three, um, but being around them, 
when things were bad, they were kind of just like, yeah, like, you know, we'll figure it out. Like that there was never that like, man, so we, we suck, huh? Like that they'll say those things when it is that. But in the month of April, there was none of that. And I tried to tell Maz that when we were doing the baseball hour together. And I was like, yeah, like that, you know, like they're going to hit. He's like, well, how, when are they going to hit? They're going to hit. Like, don't worry about it. Like, and it, it blows my mind. Like some of this stuff thinking like Kike Hernandez, Alex Verdugo, like we're never Trevor Story, a guy with MVP votes, you know, been one of the better players in baseball, you know, for four ish, five years now, just thinking these guys were never going to show up. That, oh, because you had a Bobby Delbeck in your lineup or, you know, a Christian Vasquez or a JBJ. Teams have holes like this expectation that the team has to be completely sound one through nine. Every team has a great hitter. Yankees get almost nothing out of catcher. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, not giving you much offensively over there. You know, teams, Aaron Hicks, God help you. Uh, Like you have holes. This team is built still offensively. We know the talent of this team. The team has known how great they are in that sense. It just it took time to find it. You didn't have Tim Hires this year. There were adjustments in that hitting room. We could see that. Credit to Pete Fazzi, who's gone out there despite criticism and got these guys back on track. Mm-hmm. And Alex Cora will tell you, hey, what do we view this year? It's a marathon. That message has gone again and again, and it's May 27th. This team has hit rock bottom. Two games for 500 right now. Mm. Look What's at, the run differential at? I feel like 216. Wait till you see this. Can't hurt. Oh, wait Let's till say. you see this. So the Red Sox right now, I think it's, <clears throat> I don't want to speak stupidly here, but I think it, it is top four or top five in the American League right now. The Red Sox have the second best run differential in the American League East. And they have the fifth best in the American League. Yankees, Astros, Angels, Twins, Red Sox. Hmm. But right now, based on run differential, it is the Yankees and then the Boston Red Sox. And I don't know if people are probably listening right now being like, well, you know, like they fucking, they're still in fourth place. And yeah, I get it. I get where they're at in terms of the standings. But run differential is a great tool to forecast where you're going to end up. And right now you get the Toronto Blue Jays. At negative four, you get the Rays at plus 12. This is a 162-game season, and they've played 44 games. So you keep playing it out. They keep playing good ball, and we like where they're at. Then who's to say that they can't jump back into this thing? Because they will, which brings me to number nine, staying humble. That's why we're not going to like talk about, yeah, we're coming for the division. We're not. No, we're not talking about that right now. It's May 27th. I will give full credit. Staying humble. That was the motto of Christian Arroyo, um, who every time the Nesson cameras are on Christian Arroyo, you can catch a moment of him being a great teammate. A guy that I'm sure, former first rounder, um, a guy that uh, I'm sure was down about, man, like I, I would have had a starting job, but I get it. Like I want to win. They signed Trevor Story. Trevor Story is really fucking good. So uh, I'm happy that we have Trevor Story. Uh, 
But instead of pouting, he's instead just been a fucking outstanding teammate. He wants to win very badly. And every single time that he has an opportunity to perform, he's out there busting his ass. You love guys like that, which is number nine, staying humble. And it's spreading throughout the clubhouse. These guys know that they're playing good ball right now. Are they getting too high on it? No. Just like they didn't get too low in April. They're not getting too high on this recent run that they've been on. Um, Which brings us to number 10. June 28th. June 28th. We're not going to say it. They're not saying it. Alex is not saying it. I know that you listening. I know you want to say it, but you haven't said it. Thank you. Thank you for not saying it. We haven't said it either right here on this podcast. Um, But June 28th is the day that we're going to get to say it. And and what a glorious day that's going to be. At this point, I'm looking forward more to that date than Christmas. Mm-hmm. More than my I don't birthday. Even care about Christmas, yeah. Uh, what do other holidays exist? No, not to me. Not to anyone. No, they shouldn't at this point. That's the day. That is the day. I and, do. Uh, I do want to give some credit to uh, the Twitter accounts that have risen as well, supporting mm-hmm. that date as well. I, it's mm-hmm. nice to see other followers of this of this practice <laughs> ta- taking it seriously putting it yeah. first even i think it's bigger than any one of us it is it's it's a day to observe thank you thank you <laughs> sorry i got choked up there it is emotional it is emotional to think about it um i mean i think the clark's ketchup mvp is going to be an interesting discussion when you score fucking, how many runs did they score? 16, 32, 35 runs? 33. Oh, yeah. Why did I think they scored three? You counted the three the White Sox got. I did. I did. I was like, oh, it it was a win. So (laughs) It should have been. Let's be real. It should have been a win. And by the way, speaking of should have been, can we talk about the... Uh, Nesson broadcast just casually dropping that Trevor Story's 400-something foot foul ball would have been a home run in 29 other ballparks. First of all, how is that possible? Like a foul ball is just a foul ball. Like I don't know how like the like the dimensions shake out to where like the G spot is somehow like more foul than other ballparks. But they said that, and they obviously weren't joking that Trevor Story hit a foul ball. This was after he had already homered once that would have been a home run in 29 other ballparks. How is that possible? I don't know. But when it did happen off the bat, I thought certainly it was gone. I was confident. I basically already had Twitter up. I was ready to start clowning on people again. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't... If that's the case, I just don't know how we don't count it. If it should be a home run. 100%. Yeah, that's 1,000% a home run. Should have oh, been number no, 10. Fucking, I think the person that that updates these statistics, they're not updated yet. All right. We're going to have to keep... We're going to have to push Clark, Clark's catch-up. I mean, it's obviously... It's JD. <laughs> I, think, I think Clark's catch-up MVP has to be Julio Daniel because uh, I'm looking at it right now. This is only for the first two games of the series, but the first two games, he hit 750 with a 1693 OPS. And then he got three more hits tonight. So <laughs> it's not even fair. It, like, 
I don't know but, if you would say this, Jared, but for Alex Cora to go and say this is the best version of J.D. Martinez he's ever seen after what we saw in 2018 and just even, you know, April last year in some of these different stretches. What the hell? Yeah. The guy's on another planet. Did you see my tweet about asking him if he was locked in? No, I did not. So last Friday, I was at Fenway and I went up to JD and this was uh, that Thursday. He had a four hit game. So I was like, are you locked in right now? And he was like, nah. <laughs> and then he, and he walks into the clubhouse. Damn. And since, since he said no to not being locked in, uh, he went 12 for 20. And at the time, like I tweeted it, he was 12 for 19. And that's when he was, uh, he went from hitting 340. When he said, no, I'm not locked in. He was hitting 344 with a 965 OPS. And when I tweeted this, he was hitting 383 with a 1036 OPS. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's just, I think it's even cooler too. Like we've seen JD and a lot of when these hot stretches have come, it's been power streaks. Where, you know, he's clubbing a couple. He has that multi-home run game. Dude is just hitting the ball everywhere. Like He is. Right field, and left field, center field. It just doesn't matter. He hits the ball hard, obviously, but he's even getting some like BABIP luck there where like, I think it was his third hit tonight. It was just like he like flicked it into right field and just like plopped down. It's like if he puts the bat on the ball and even I think his first hit, um, that that like ground ball to third base, I mean... It was a hard hit ball. I think maybe like some of the best third basemen maybe make that play. Rafael Devers makes that play. Yeah. Rafael Devers, Manny Machado, Nolan Arenado, Not Matt Chapman. Off. Guys like that. They probably make that play. But who who the fuck was playing third base for the White Sox tonight? It was um Jake Berger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He didn't make the play and it goes down as a hit. Because it was hit so hard. You can't assume that play. I think the best of the best, the platinum glovers, make that play. But JD, like I, I would, ha- I would, I would have to agree that this is the best that he's been with the Red Sox when he went to the Diamondbacks. The craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, he. Uh, I, I feel like I talked to him about that recently this year, where I was like, I think I asked him, like, what, when's the most locked in that you've ever been? He's like, fucking when I went to the D backs. Uh, he had an eleven oh seven OPS in 62 games for the Diamondbacks. He's like, everything that I hit was a homer. <laughs> he hit, uh, he was there for 62 games and hit 29 home runs. <laughs> he hit 29 home runs, 13 doubles, and drove in 65 runs in those 62 games for Arizona. And then he became a free agent. And then he became a Boston Red Sox player. Because I don't like to say Red Sox. I hate that. Um, and, just for, for, and just for reference, in that 2017 season, that 170 OPS plus, he entered tonight with a 188 OPS plus. So that's only going up. You could make the case. I mean, the homers are crazy. Like 29 home runs in fucking 62 games. That's insane. We had the four homer game it, during in that Dodger stretch. Stadium. Yep. Yep. And... Uh, I mean, I'm just looking at my Twitter mentions right now. It's just, they're all the same. Some of the last tweet I got, not saying a fucking thing. Yep. People are, people, people don't want to say it. Um, last year, JD Martinez led the league in doubles. People don't talk about that. 
He's also leading the league in doubles again this year. I mean, he only has five homers. For a dude that's like absolutely locked in like this, he's still slugging like 600. <laughs> um, it's just that's what makes it even more impressive. It's a true hitting clinic. It's just shooting the ball the other way. It's consistently getting the bat on the ball and like it's old school. And that's one of the cooler parts. And I know some people always claim they want to see that. They want to see these guys just, you know, see what you can do with average if you went about it that way. You're seeing a guy who, who loves his mechanics, who is as focused on that stuff as anybody. It's almost like the, the master is just, it's all come together. Like all these years, somehow he's reached a new pinnacle despite being, you know, later in his career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, J.D. Martinez leads Major League Baseball with a 380 average and is hitting 443 in the month of May. Alex Cora thinks it's the best he has ever seen the slugger. Quote, I've never seen him this way. This is the best I've seen him in four years. Wow. And, and lo and behold, I'm, I'm not even taking a vote. Clark's catch-up MVP for this series against the Chicago White Sox. Julio Daniel Martinez. You know what I'm going to do? I think I'm going to... I'm going to... I think what I'm going to do is before the game tomorrow, I'm going to get a bottle of ketchup and I'm going to give it to him tomorrow. And he, he might be... He might not be... Like, he might know exactly what it means. Yes. I think you just need to do it for the people. Yeah. I think... Giving him not only that respect, but just letting him know, we love you, we see you, Mm -hmm. and thank you. You saved us. Mm -hmm. You are Santa of June 28th. Mm -hmm. That's going to be my duty. Jake, remind me tomorrow at 1 p.m. Get a bottle of ketchup to give to JD. I mean, we have so much Clark's ketchup sitting around anyway, it's like... Might as well give him one. That's true. That's true. I mean, I got boxes of that shit. But, I mean, they just came in, I don't know, two weeks ago because I'm always drizzling that ketchup on my french fries that I get um, whenever I have, like, burgers here, Clark's ketchup. Um, Is this going to be a thing? We just start delivering ketchup for whenever we do hand this out? Will that be kind of our, our trophy? Yeah, for sure. I, so if anyone listening to this knows how to make like stickers or like graphics that are on stickers, like let me know so we can make a Clark's ketchup label that we can slap on a bottle of ketchup that we can give to the players. I mean, again, we already have them, but these are right, just like backup again. ones. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you, if you guys like, these are these are just like the fake ones. Like I, I don't, I'm not trying to give away my Clark's ketchup. Um, we can give them a fake one because I mean they're probably just gonna put it in their locker. Like my bottles are for drizzling; these are for displaying. We don't want to waste it. No, no. So uh, that's where we're at. JD Martinez Clark's ketchup series MVP. Congratulations to him. Um, if you're listening to this podcast. Uh, on what is it? Friday, Friday. Technically, you are one month and one day away from being able to say it. It's right around the corner. 
You just got to hold on. You got to hold on. Um, before we get to uh, the different methods of what you can do to avoid saying it, if you feel like you have to say it, uh, I got to tell you about Peacock. We just talked about that Sunday game. The Red Sox played the White Sox on Peacock. There's that Sunday early game. I like the early games, especially on Sunday. I mean, like, what the hell else are you doing? It's not, it's not football season. You wake up, bam, you got a baseball game on your TV with Peacock. Batter up. And we're not just talking about pancakes. Peacock is taking brunch to the big leagues and putting a new spin on America's favorite pastime. Watch exclusive baseball games every week with MLB Sunday leadoff. All games are available nationwide with no local market blackouts. So you can swing into action wherever you are, no matter what. And another home run, when you subscribe to Peacock, you'll get access to live sports like Sunday Night Football, Premier League, Golf, and WWE, plus hit movies and shows. Download the Peacock app to take the game on the go or kick back and stream on your favorite devices. Don't miss exciting matchups all season long featuring exclusive pre- and post-game coverage with host Ahmed Farid and Jason Benetti with the play-by-play. Change up your weekend with MLB Sunday leadoff only on Peacock. Go to PeacockTV.com slash MLB to sign up right now. Um, Okay. So obviously, uh, everyone's feeling good. We like this team. Vibes are high. Uh, You're probably feeling like you want to say it. Um, I'm not going to. No one here is going to. You're not going to. So how do we... How do we kind of like guide people that are like, you know, hey, Tyler, um, I really want to say it right now. What, what kind of alternative would you, would you give someone to, to not say it? Like, what could you say that they, they can do instead of saying it? We know. Mm-hmm. That's it. We yeah. know. We know. We've known for some time. Mm-hmm. We're not going to say it. Mm-hmm. But we know. Right. I don't think you have to get too. I don't think you have to get too fancy. I don't think you have to get too crazy. I think it's like important. Do we come up with like a hand signal where it's almost like, like if someone gives like a hand signal, it's like, I'm just letting you know that I know, and I know that you know that we all know here, but we're not saying it. Hmm. I mean, like, because it would be so much easier if it was June 25th, because then we could just. But yeah, that's a big number. Yeah. Uh, like maybe, maybe. Oh, oh, oh. Something like that. That's it. There's a two, and then there's an eight. That might be dangerous to do in certain locations. You think people will get shot doing that? Potentially. In Brockton, like you if, would. If there's like a mm, like the section ten hand signal was just so easy, you just yeah, it was great. But you can't, and there's no two eight. You can't do an eight. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we just got to get a little closer before we start getting to the hand signal point. Yeah, we got to think on that. We got to think on that. I think the phrases are good, though. I, I feel like I've seen a lot of them on Twitter. I feel mm-hmm. like people are getting more comfortable with them. Yeah. It's almost like we've created our own language. For sure. I mean, people are talking in code now. Like, I, I've got a lot of tweets saying, like, where the team's at. It, it does disgust me that there are some, some non-believers, some uh, just straight out disrespectful people that are almost turning our language, our phrases, our 
our holiday into into a joke. Some of yeah, them are Yankee, Yankee fans. Some of yeah. them are just Red Sox haters. Yeah, there there are Red Sox haters out there. I, and I, you know what? Every time I see a Yankee fan say "Don't say it," that's fear. That's what that is. They're Trump. That's him. Don't say it. <laughs> yeah, that's fear because they know it's coming. And like I've been saying all along. The Red Sox weren't going to be this bad all year. and The Yankees weren't going to be that good all year. And when things start to kind of close the gap here, now you have, it's not so fun anymore when the rabbit gets the gun, right? Breaks aren't going to go your way. Breaks aren't going to go your way. And I don't wish injury on anybody. Never do. But look at the Yankees. Well, I I don't care. I don't care that Rolls Chapman's hurt. Fuck them. That's actually a very good point. Fuck him. But, you know, other guys staying now going down. You don't have Chad Green having Tommy John surgery. Johnny mm-hmm. Lasagna, missing time. Like mm-hmm. everyone, they had no problem laughing at the Red Sox when the sale stuff popped up and the packs and stuff. And we heard about those, you know, timelines getting pushed back. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, the breaks will go water. It's going to find its level. It is. And it's finding its level because, hey, as much as you want to clown on this roster, whatever it was, look at our middle infield. It's pretty nice. Looks pretty damn good. It's pretty sharp. We don't have Isaiah Connor Falefa in our middle infield. Yeah, we don't need him. God. We yeah. prefer our shortstops to be able to hit. Please? Yeah, nice. Ra- Raphael Devers, third base? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on. Take Why notice. Not? Yeah. Tristan Cassis, couple months. <laughs> um, Jake, if, if someone came up to you on the street this weekend and said, hey, man, I really want to say it. Um, what do you suggest, what do you suggest I do to kind of like distract myself? I mean, me personally tonight, when, when we went up 14 to five, I just, I, I, I just did an ice bath for myself. Okay. I just, I just took all the ice from my freezer. I poured it in the bath. Mm-hmm. My roommates were like, where'd all the ice go? I was like, don't worry about it. I need it right now. <laughs> um, and it just took my mind off things. Cause I just. It felt like I had to say it so bad. It's like a sneeze, like when you're trying to make a sneeze. Right. Like that's yeah. what it feels like. But yeah. the the coldness of the ice just yeah. really like stopped me from needing to say it. Right. So that helps a lot. Is this a naked but, thing or do you get in with your clothes on? No, it's naked. It, it's a regular <laughs> bath. It's, it's just with ice. Just yeah. making sure. I don't, I don't want to mess up any of the instructions here in case I need to follow suit. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm honestly... If if I, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself here, but the Red Sox are playing a last place team for the next five straight games. If we get to a point where I feel like I got to sneeze, <laughs> I'm getting in that fucking tub, dude. I'm getting in that tub. And uh, <laughs> I, I got a pretty... Have you seen my tub, Jake? I don't think so. I got to show you this tub. This is a nice tub. And when we record here on Sundays, if, if we're doing a podcast and, and the vibes are high and people really like this team, by all means, if anyone needs to run upstairs and jump in that tub, I'll, I'll get bags of ice. Like, we'll do this. Um, I'm here for you. I'm here, I'm here as, a, as a support group. We're, it's basically a support group. Like, we're all out here trying to not say it. And... The fact that we have a month to go, a month, it's crazy. People are asking for uh, June 28th t-shirts. Sure, why not? Fuck it. 
we don't have a name for the show. We might as well make merch a, a different way. Do we have merch coming, Jake? I think June 28th shirts are on the way. Okay. So, hey, we don't even need the handsome. Like, the handsomes aren't even important. We have the shirts. Right. Do you think, and this might just be a wild fantasy that I have. What do you think the odds are that we get players to wear the June 28th shirts? I mean, Kyle wore a, a Waltham High t-shirt, so I feel like I <laughs> Kyle wore I mean, I, uh, I, I think I talked to um, like some of the guys about wearing the 1710 shirts last year. And I think Heim specifically was like, I love, I love the rally cry, but like we haven't won anything yet. And like, we're not trying to like celebrate one good month. And I was like, Heim, you fucking idiot. I said, if the Red Sox start the season 17 and 10, then that means that we're going to make the playoffs. Okay. I know they don't teach you that shit at Yale, but I said what I said. And I think this time around, it's, it's not about what the shirt says. It's what the shirt means it's what it means you can wear a june 28th shirt and what is what does it mean well on that day we'll all say it and that's what it means and people should know it on that day but they shouldn't know it yet they shouldn't know it yet that would be too that would be premature um <laughs> but yeah the 17 and 10 shirts were great people 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 love the 17 and 10 shirts 17 and 10 was a rally cry for last year and uh, June 28th, people are talking about it a lot right now. So we're going to just keep it rolling. I think it'd be humble to see those guys wear it. Mm-hmm. They are- put stay humble on the back of the shirt. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I don't see an excuse. Yeah. You put stay humble on the back of the shirt. You put June 28th in the front of the shirt. I'm just saying. I'd wear that. Yeah. I don't know, Jake. Do you? Right now, it's June 28th on the front of the shirt and don't say it on the back of the shirt. Do we oh, we, we, actually, we actually are designing these shirts? We have a design, yeah. Uh, how, the f- how the fuck have I not seen these shirts? That's on me. <laughs> do, you have, like, do you have like a picture on your phone or something? Yeah, I'll text it right now. Oh, right, yeah. Well, let me see those fucking. I want to see the shirt. I, I, honest to God, I didn't know that those that was a real thing. I thought, uh, thought we were just brainstorming right now, but apparently, apparently the fucking the printing press is just firing them off. Jake's a man of the people. He was saving yeah. it for them as well. I mean, Jake was trying to keep it secret. I mean, I the fact that the fact that I didn't know is how top secret it was. Good work, Jake. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, don't tell me those things because then I'll tell everyone. If we were trying to keep it under wraps, I'm probably the last person that you should tell. I'll just blurt that shit out. Be like, hey, by the way, we got June 28th shirts coming. But, I mean, the second the second that these shirts are available, I want one, obviously. And we'll see. We'll see if we can uh, get it into the hands of, of, of the players. I mean, there's some guys that I think that will wear it. Like the main guys, the positive vibes only guys, 
I could see Pilecki wearing it. I could see Arroyo wearing it. I could see Bob wearing it. Uh, I don't know. Julio. Julio is like he's he's in, but he's kind of like too cool for school at the same time where he's like, just just let me fucking just let me sock doubles in the gap. All right. Like, keep your T-shirt. And that's fine. Because if you keep socking doubles, I don't give a fuck what you wear, dude. Well, you know, Ke- we don't want to mess with where he is right now. No. Kike? Um, maybe. I don't know. I can't picture, like, Trevor's story. He seems... Wow, this shirt is fucking great. <laughs> oh, wow. What a shirt. Oh, wow. What a shirt. <laughs> This is the design. That's a great design. That's a great shirt, Jake. We got we got great designers at DraftKings. That's good to know. That's good to know because then I'm just going to flood them with all my fucking ideas. Be like, hey, what do you think about a Jumbo Dong t-shirt, guys? (laughs) Hear me out. It's a fucking... It's a t-shirt of Raphael Devers, but he's eating an ice cream. What do you think? Oh, wow. Yeah, these are something, huh? I need to see these at Fenway right now. Yeah, I mean, like, when you when you come up with, uh, like, an idea for DraftKings, they're like, all right, here's 20 options. Which one do you like? And it's like, this is outstanding. I love having options. I mean, I love that first design that you sent me, Jake. Like, I that's a winner. Out. I could see that on a fucking poster. Corey, our graphics guy, is, is the one who designed it, so got to shout him out, too. Thank you, Corey. Shout out to Corey. So what are we doing? We're just, we're, we're getting the, the gra- like, Corey, Corey does, like, the graphics for the podcast where, um, when we tweet out the link to the show. By the way, uh, when is, when is the, uh, when is when are we doing the switch to the streaming thing? Probably in about two weeks. Two weeks. All right. So in two weeks, we'll finally have fucking the ability to post videos from the show. If you haven't noticed, if you were a fan of Section Ten, that show uh, we used to tweet like the like probably I don't know two to three one minute clips from every show that we put out. We haven't done any of that this year for uh, this podcast or Baseball Is Dead. Because Zoom is like the shittiest video quality when you try and like post the videos. But we're switching to a different service that will allow us to post high quality videos from the podcast. Because, um, I don't know, we're like, we're trying to retain the audience that we had before. And we're trying to grow the audience to people that maybe just discovered us on Twitter this year. The Red Sox keep it rolling. There'll be a lot of enthusiasm around this team after the Celtics win the fucking NBA title, Jake. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to drink so much on Friday because the Celtics, you don't think I'm going to drink, Jake? No, I'm, I've seen it. I, I believe it. <laughs> uh, I drank last weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah. You were drinking all over the place. Yeah, I was fucking drinking. I was drinking Sony alcohol last weekend. Do you not remember? Or were you asking Jake? Are you looking for confirmation there? Yeah, I mean, I don't remember because of how fucking drunk I was, dude. That's very cool. 
Yeah. I know. You know what else is cool? Getting good prices on tickets. Really? Yep. And that's you have to go to SeatGeek for that. You about to talk about my butt, Jared? Yeah, I'm going to talk about that butt right now. Um, did you know that your butt has a favorite app, Tyler? No one told me this. Yeah, it's called SeatGeek. Uh, if the Red Sox weren't home, see, this is, this is what sucks. Is the Red Sox are home. The Celtics are going to clinch tomorrow night and, or tonight if you're listening since on Friday and they're going to go to the finals. And like, I kind of want to be there for that. Um, but I mean, if I'm going to splurge on Celtics playoff tickets, might as well be for the finals, you know? So maybe I'll fucking wait. I'll wait till the finals. Um, so if I do go to the finals, I'll use SeatGeek for that. Because if, if you've noticed in prior shows, there's a promo code, which is very helpful. Um, to not have to pay the full price, get a little chunk off. And SeatGeek is so beloved by butts everywhere that they've made it the highest rated ticketing app. Whether it's concerts, baseball, basketball, football, festivals, or anything else. SeatGeek puts tickets from all over the web in one place to make buying simple. SeatGeek rates every ticket from 0 to 10 to make sure that you're getting a good deal. Green means good. Red means bad. And you can get $20 off your first purchase with the promo code Jared. That is J-A-R-E-D at SeatGeek.com or on the SeatGeek app. That is promo code Jared for $20 off your first SeatGeek order. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat and download the app today. Um, I'm going to throw a little bit of a teaser out here, Jake. I'm not going to say too much. But I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a little bit of like I'm gonna sprinkle a little something something out there for the people because this I've been teasing this project that I've been working on. I got a little project. It's got to do with the Red Sox, and it's it's content. Um, and I'm not gonna like once once we once we get something like definitively like bam like this is in the can like here it comes, then I'll be able to talk more about it. But we're getting kind of to the finish line of this secret special project that I've been working on um, that I think a lot of people that listen to this podcast are going to quite enjoy. Um, Jake, do you think that people are going to like it? I think especially with where the team's at right now, that it's a good time to, to announce it or to drop it. Yeah. Now is a good time. Because the vibes are high and, you know, I, the thing is, I like this team. I like this team a lot. Um, so maybe they'll be involved in the, in the project. I don't know. Sounds like they might be. <coughs> sounds, sounds like they might be involved. So I guess, I guess uh, when it's officially official, I'll be able to announce it and talk more about it. But as of right now, all I can say is that I have a super secret special project that relates to the Boston Red Sox that uh, is coming soon. See, I wanted to, when I went to DraftKings, I wanted to make a video announcing everything where it was like, hey, everyone, uh, by the way, I'm going to DraftKings. I'm doing a Red Sox podcast there. I'm doing a baseball podcast there. We're doing the streams on Tuesday nights. See you later. And then walk off the camera. They come back. Oh, and I'm going to MLB Network. And then walk off the camera and be like, 
and I'm going to Sports Hub, and then walk off camera, come back. And be, oh, and by the way, and then I, and then I was going to announce this thing. So like that's how long we've been talking about this. And you hold this in the same kind of gravity mm-hmm. as those other things. I do. Yes. I think when people find out about it, they're going to be like, "Oh, damn. Okay. All right. We see you." It's kind of like a. It's almost like a monopoly on, uh, I guess, places to work with. If if you're if you're a Boston Red Sox slash MLB content creator, I think I hit bingo, right, Jake? Where else can I go? Yeah, can you say if it'll be watchable or listenable? It'll be watchable. Will yes. this be on the YouTube channel? Um, or is that too much? I don't know. So I don't think it'll be. You'll be able to watch it. I don't know for sure if it'll be on YouTube right away, maybe. Um, but you will be able to watch it. And it is not a podcast. Yeah. So, but it is in that same tier of like, hey, DraftKings, MLB Network, Sports Hub, and then this. So I'm excited about it. Is this an idea you had when you were still at the other place that you were waiting on? Or is this something you've come up with? Um, so I think, I think um, when I was kind of like weighing my options, this was something that... I, uh, so I didn't hire my agent until last October. And when I hired him, I said, well, he was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to, I want to do stuff with MLB Network. I want to do stuff with Sports Hub and not have to hide it. Like when I went, uh, when I was on with Maz last year, I had to essentially hide it. Like Tony would tweet out like, hey, we got Jared Carabas on tonight at, at 620. And then I couldn't even like retweet it because I was like, I was like, if Dave sees this, I'm gonna, like, he's going to tell me I can't do it anymore. Um, so I was like, I want to get in the door with MLB Network. I want to be able to do Sports Hub and not have to hide it. Uh, and I want to do this. So what this is, I didn't quite have the full grasp on what it is. It was more of like a loose concept that we've been workshopping for like a couple of months now. And it's at a place now where I'm like, that's exactly what I want to do. Yeah. So I'm excited. I think I I think a lot of people that listen to this podcast are gonna really enjoy it. I'm excited. So, so stay tuned. Yeah. I mean I I can't say it, but when I can, which will be I will be able to say it before June twenty eighth. I'll be able to say this before June. Something to hold the people over. Yeah. A little appetizer. Sure. Yeah. Like it's you know, we're all waiting on June twenty eighth, but this super secret special project. You'll get it before June 28th. It's a good tease. Yeah. Yeah. Things are coming together. Um, it's 1.36 a.m. Tyler has to wake up in two and a half hours. Less than that. So let's get into the stop and shop look ahead, shall we? How long have we been recording for? About an, an hour. hour in. Yeah. All right. That's If you're listening... Maybe you wanted a little bit longer of a podcast, but like Tyler's going to go to bed, man. Like the fact that Tyler is even here right now is 
it makes me feel bad. Like I, 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 Hey, trust me. No one appreciates and respects that grind, uh, more than me and Jake here. Uh, I'm, I'm flattered that he's dedicated. That's not a shot at Pat. Who's just a drunk asshole that didn't show up tonight. Yeah. But he has things to do. Hey, Pat has things to do. The harsh words he threw in there during his drunk fit tonight, uh, actually pushed me to stay up and be with you guys because I was worried about you guys emotionally. <laughs> um, the stop and stop look ahead. It's a five game series, so it's kind of it's kind of weird in terms of like knowing like who the starters are going to be. Um, the Orioles, as of right now, have only named three starters, <laughs> and I think I don't think that they've named a starter for uh, either of the two games on Saturday, and. I'm, I'm, I don't know who's on the call, but, and, and again, I, I've been consistent with this. I have not watched an Apple TV broadcast. I haven't. As a guy that watches a billion baseball games a year, I, I have not watched, um, I have not watched an Apple TV broadcast. The only one that I caught was when I was at the game and it was on Apple TV. And uh, when we were like inside, like still like finishing up dinner, we saw like the first inning on Apple TV and like I couldn't really hear the broadcast. Um, but just a heads up. The Friday night game is on Apple TV and that will feature Garrett Whitlock versus Kyle. Is it Bradish or Bradish? Second one. I forget which order I said it in. Bradish. Bradish. Kyle Bradish. Uh, Nathan Avaldi. Presumably in the 12 o'clock start on Saturday, then you have Josh Winkowski, whoo, who got called up for the 7-10 start on Saturday. Then you have Nick Pavetta versus Jordan Lyles on Sunday. That's a 135 start. And then you have Rich Hill versus Bruce Zimmerman. Um, that will be on Monday at 710. Uh, the Red Sox. And we're not going to talk a lot about that. They're one and two against the Orioles this year, and they've been outscored twelve to nine. <laughs> that doesn't matter. It's a different team. It's season different hasn't team started yet. Yeah, season hasn't started yet. Um, Kyle Bradish is one and three with a five forty seven ERA. <laughs> I should just stop myself there. I won't. Um, he made his first career start against the Red Sox on April 29th. Six innings, five hits, three runs, two earned, two strikeouts, and a homer. Um, he loves throwing his fastball, but the thing about his fastball is that it fucking sucks. Uh, batters uh, have a 327 batting average and a 585 slug against it, and he throws it 52% of the time uh, with a 15% whiff rate. Loves his fastball, sucks. It sucks. His slider, much better 43% whiff rate, 100, uh, 161 batting average against, 355 slug. Uh, the Orioles are two and three when he takes them out. Uh, Arroyo is the home run. That he gave up, for those wondering. Jordan Lyles, a 410 ERA with a 135 whip. Uh, he, his last two starts have come against the Yankees. 13 and two-thirds innings, 10 hits, 7 runs, 5 earned, 16 strikeouts. Um, he led all of MLB last year in home runs allowed. But has only allowed seven this year. The Orioles are four and five in his starts. Uh, Trevor Story has a home run off of him. JD, 
four for eight. Bruce Zimmerman, pretty good. Two and two, three, seven, eight, 122 whip, strikeouts per nine, 7.4. Uh, he's a career 469 guy, though. Uh, so with a career FIP of 507. Fine. He's having a breakout year. We'll take it. <laughs> we'll, we'll take the Bruce Zimmerman breakout season. Um, in his first seven starts, he had not allowed more than three runs in a game, but has allowed four and five in his last two. And he's allowed eight home runs this year, four of which came in his last start, uh, and seven have come from his last three starts. So he's a little susceptible to the home run ball in which the Red Sox have been a little susceptible themselves at the plate. Um, so he's, uh, he's a lefty, doesn't walk a ton of guys. Slider is his best pitch, but he only throws it 19% of the time, which makes a ton of sense. Uh, the Orioles actually have a winning record when he takes them out. They are five and four. Red Sox, not a ton of success as a team. Bogart's one for nine. Bob, 0 for eight. Verdugo, 0 for eight. As a team, they're hitting 203 against them. So that one should be interesting. But again, it's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to, you're kind of going on feel here when you are missing two starters from the Orioles um, in this series. But I'm assuming if they haven't named a starter, they probably suck. Is that a fair assessment? The Orioles suck. The Orioles are not good. I will say if there is one thing that you should be excited to see with Baltimore slash nervous, Adley Rutschman. Yes. I've, he's someone who's going to cause us pain at some point. We just understand that's the reality of the situation. Um, mm-hmm. Fortunately, they just don't have a ton of guys. There are others on that team that cause pain, but he will be the face of that pain. Yeah. Adley Rushman, I think I saw a stat today that obviously, I mean, he just got called up. So it's, it's not among qualified hitters because he's clearly not qualified. Um, but if he were... I think he would lead the majors in pitches seen per plate appearance. Wow. Yeah. Maturity. I mean, right he's, there. Yeah. He's got, uh, I don't know how many plate appearances he has so far, but it can't be very many. But for whatever sample size it is at the big league level, um, he sees pitches. He's going to make you work. And uh, he's, he's the next big thing in Baltimore. I'm excited to, to see him. I'm excited. You know who am I? Fucking? I'm excited to see Trey Mancini. Fucking love that guy. Hits bombs. He does hit bombs. Great guy. Um, hopefully get to catch up with him tomorrow. I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll fly out. Oh, no, we can't because it's a doubleheader on Saturday. I was going to say maybe we'll grab an interview on Saturday. But no, it's a fucking noon start. Um, so scratch that. But we'll be, uh, we'll be rolling out some interviews. I mean, I, I don't. The thing is, as much as I want to be doing the interviews, it's a waste to have them without being able to put out videos. So in two weeks, when we have the ability to do that, then I'll start nudging guys being like hey man you want to come on the fucking name redacted podcast america's most beloved podcast the most downloaded red sox podcast on the internet and they'll be like fuck yeah dude i don't know who sounds like that on the team but like that's that's the excitement uh, coming through yeah 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 um all right tyler has to go to bed um it's 145 in the morning we have a four we have a 4 a.m alarm that's about to go off uh predictions jake i'm gonna start with you I got your classic Red Sox five-game sweep. Okay. <laughs> We've seen it a bunch. Sox We've and five. seen it a lot. Stick with history. We've seen it a lot. Um, Tyler, what, what do we got for, the, for a prediction this week? I'll be a bit more humble. I'm going to go four out of five. 
Mm-hmm. I think you got Garrett Whitlock and Nate Evaldi kind of starting this series off. That's a great place to be. Um, this offensive explosion we just saw against the White Sox, against a pitching staff that you know is talented and credit to Baltimore. Their bullpen has definitely made strides. I think the Red Sox offense is just on a different level right now. We're going to get a Josh Winkowski start in there. I'm extremely excited for that to curb some of the Andrew Benintendi crying. You know, no disrespect to Andrew Benintendi, but that's the one thing that seems to pop on tw- or pop up on Twitter the most. He has like right above a three RA over his first seven starts of the year. I think he's going to impress some people. I'll go four out of five. Okay, fair. Um, objectively speaking, I got I got a five game sweep. Wow. Yeah, I got a five game sweep. I think you know what's going to happen. Here, here's here's an even more in depth prediction. I got a five game sweep, but there's going to be one game. We saw this last homestand. It was the it was it was a series finale. Hansel Robles blew it in the ninth. We're going to have a game against the Orioles where the Red Sox have like a two or three run lead late. They blow that, but still win the game. Walk off. I like so it. So they're going to come close to losing a game. It's going to be like, it's going to be one of those moments where it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, you took the first two. We, you know, we could have, we, we, we could easily be going into Sunday, you know, with three wins and whatever. You already won the series and you fucking blow this. And then it's like, oh, they fucking walked off anyway. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be one of those. We're going to get another, uh, Late inning pants shitting that results in a walk off win. An attempted kick in the dick. An attempted but blocked and rejected kick to the dick that results in a roundhouse kick to the face of your opponent. And will that push us over 500? Yes. Yeah, it would. Yeah, Red Sox have a chance to come out on the other side of this series with a winning record. Think about that. We all are saying that the next time we will speak, this team will be above 500. We've all said that. How bad was it before we leave? How, how many games under 500 were they? Uh, they were <coughs> 14 and 22 is as bad as it got. Look at us there now. Eight, there were eight games under. Hmm. Even that. Yeah, no. They were 11 and 20. They were nine games under. Wow. Mm-hmm. They were also 10 and 19, nine games under. Hmm. I, I think even looking now in our June 28th date and everything, we really were respectable with that decision. And somehow mm-hmm. this team has even surpassed our humbleness. Mm-hmm. It's good to be humble. It's good to be humble. We're humble guys. All of us. Um, Jake's takes. Uh, Celtics are going to the NBA Finals tomorrow night. Nine-point favorites on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Mm-hmm. No chance they lose that game. Get those slips in, baby. Get those slips in. Um, all right. Go Celtics. Enjoy your weekend. It's a holiday weekend, right? I don't, I don't do holidays. I just do June 28th, but it's a holiday for the other people. Some will be celebrating Memorial Day weekend. Yes. Memorial Day weekend. There's going to be barbecues. Uh, there's going to be baseball. Sun. Sun. And victory. Over 500. Over 500.
on the other side of this. We'll see you when the Red Sox have a winning record. Enjoy your weekend. Filthy fucking ending. Buenas noches, amigos.